out, we'll come out, we'll come to play. Just for recreation's sake, to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. North Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Hello and welcome to the Stern Look. I'm Kangaroos Forever. Tonight we have the presidents of the Sean Attlee and Mason Wood fan clubs. Welcome, Quiv and Nate Seven. Good evening. Hello. Also tonight is Only Forwards. Welcome. G'day. Next, I'd like to welcome the Gold and White Power Ranger, Messenger. Welcome to the show. Oh, we're welcome like that. How could I not feel at home? <laughs> Good to have you on. And also tonight, the King of Tinder, the Lounge Lizard, returns to grace us with his presence. Good evening, Lounge Lizard. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. <laughs> Quite you. So firstly, we'll start straight up with thumbs up, thumbs down. So my thumbs up will be firstly Mazda, renewing its sponsorship deal with North. And my second thumbs up will be North using it, one of its old 1996 jerseys for this week. And I believe against Sydney later this year. And my first thumbs down will be, of course, all the injuries from the weekend. And my second thumbs down will be Sam Wright being placed on the long-term injury list. What were your positives and negatives only forwards, if he's gone? No, you know, I'm still here. Uh, so my up would be uh, Boomer and his four goals. I thought that that was pretty good. Um, he's just shy of 20 and 2 at the moment. So for a bloke that's 900 years old, that's travelling pretty well. Um, for my thumbs down, it'll be the reaction to Robbie Nahas. So the board went nuts about his stats. The bloke was playing with a compound fracture. I reckon that that's... To his third tough. leg. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Um, not that they showed that on screen. Delicious. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a Bruce there. Good playing, with a, playing with a compound fracture has to have been pretty tough. No worries. All right, about yourself, Quiv? Um, oh, shoot, sorry, I did have one, I've just been distracted. Um, yeah, actually, I've really, I've really only got one, just on Steve-O being announced as becoming a legend next month, so, of the club, so good, good on him for that, that's about it. That it? About yourself, mate? Um, away from North Melbourne, stuff, I, know, I know what you touched on, I agree with all of it, um, just to re-echo what only forward said about um, Robbie Nahas. My positive was actually him and playing on and in, under the duress he was in, but also um, Rioli being inducted into, or was it inducted or upgraded into the Hall of Fame? And I think that was um, about bloody time. Maurice Rioli. Yeah, and I know you're probably going to touch on that and just have a bit of a jizz fest for 15 minutes about how good that was, and, and rightly so. Um, but the negatives, and just to touch on that, is just the ever-growing injury list, and this is having shades of, what, 2010 or 2009, so this is getting pretty nasty at the moment. But hopefully it's just a whole bunch of tests and available very soon. That's all. No worries. Leon Susan? Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> my positive this week is the messenger upgrading me to the status of a moderator. Um, <laughs> I fully embrace the role, and I accept it. <laughs> With open arms, <laughs> and my <laughs> and my negative for the week is um you know following the two losses now for North Melbourne that Quiv has reopened his campaign to have Chris Brad Scott removed. <laughs> I haven't said anything. Give it time. We know what you're thinking. You know, it's two losses, two losses, too many. He's out. <laughs> I mean, we've already had the clothes. Me being a mod now, myself, I've actually had the clothes and delete three <laughs> Brad Scott Sackwatch threads from Quiv. So, um, <laughs> on SFA board. 
And, uh, oh, actually, no, on a serious positive, you know, I mean, I'm glad to see that Silent Alarm has been able to embrace the new changes post-university. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that? No, I think it's best not. <laughs> uh, I, now, we'll I can now introduce Crow Eater for his two cents. Um, but no, <laughs> um, no, no, I think the real positive actually is the North Melbourne 1996 uh, anniversary jumper based on their away jumper. Um, for anyone who wants to know more information about that, of course, head across to the Footy Jumpers and Design Board and check out the uh, the, the weekly threads on the jumpers, um, if that's what get you kicks off, um, or footyjumpers.com by Mero. Um, but no, it's a lovely jumper. It's very, in an era where one-off anniversary jumpers are very tacky and terrible, it's, uh, it's a very nice interpretation of, of what was a classic North Melbourne jumper. Thank you, Liam. Is it? And yourself, Messenger, just to finish off? Oh, look, I, uh, just to uh, go on with what Lounge Lizard said, we're thrilled to have him now as a moderator on Big Footy. He's shown the um, the character and desire to be a moderator. Uh, we look for that rare breed, I think, that can wade into, you know, society and show a guiding hand. And he's he's demonstrated some of the qualities um, that we always look for in moderators, and we're thrilled to have him. And I think in time, the North Melbourne board will really enjoy him uh, being part of the moderator team. Um, and and we're also talking about perhaps putting him in on the Dungeons and Dragons board as well. Which is fantastic. This, this is now evidence I will send to Chief. <laughs> yes, well, in fact, we, we could call Chief right now and ask him. To, uh, we've got him on the phone right now. Hey, Chief. Hey, how are you going? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put lounges as a mod. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> that's that's an approximation of what he sounds like. Um, he sounds like Uncle met... Chop Chop. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit, yeah. But, um, you know, he's a Carlton support. But, no, that's I think that's positive. You know, we've found a rare moderating team. That's ter- no, tremendous. No, I, I thank you for making me a mod there, Ross Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just about process. Just about process. Oh dear. Any other positives or negatives? Oh no, no, that's pretty much overwhelmed me this week. Pretty much. <laughs> it's within, emotional. <laughs> within five minutes, absolutely derailed this podcast. It's <laughs> it's it's how I roll. You are now listening to the Lounge Lizard uh, presents podcast. <laughs> yeah, Lounge Lizard presents the Lounge Lizard and the Lounge Lizard. I got that wrong. Let's try that the, again. The first the Lounge fifty. Pa- the first 50 posters who PM Lounge Lizard will get an SFA premiership badge. <laughs> All right, quiz, no quiz. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll CC you in it just so you know I've done it. Yeah, no, no groupies. <laughs> no Susie. Only one, only one Suze. <laughs> no, yes. No We're allowed one, yeah. Yes. We're all, everybody gets one in their lifetime. But oh. Doss, feel free to, uh, you've got my just. Uh, Ooh, giggity. Oh. He has a nice, he has a nice, not only does he have a nice peroxide of blonde hair, but, uh, he also has a very nice deep soothing voice. Very, you could definitely hear on the radio at 3am on the, uh, ABC channels. Jeez, could, talking about awkward flirting stories. He could do a bit of, uh, love songs and dedications. Do you remember that? <laughs> He's probably a bit young for that, but yeah, he'd be on the radio and he'd be like, oh yes, and my latest caller is, it's Mary. Hi, Mary. Hello, Don. Hi. Do you have a special someone in your life? I do. It's Wayne. What do you want to play? 
I want to play Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh, you have any special message? I can't wait for you to get out of H Division on Friday. I'll be ready. <laughs> You're always in jail. Everyone's in jail on that fucking program. <laughs> so, uh, if you're looking for the news in North Melbourne, just skip ahead to about the 20 minute mark. Now. Yeah, about, it's about 20 minutes, and we'll talk about <laughs> something Lindsay more Thomas or something like that. Is <laughs> oh dear. Oh, shit. So, what did you do to make him a moderator? Did he have to do something special for you, Messenger? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if any of you have ever been in the Navy, but um. When you army. cross the, oh, you've been in the army. Well, when you cross the equator in the navy, there's a um a ceremony, and it involves a cylinder of some sort, can of links, cucumber, uh, Mister Sheen, and and a barrel. I can't say any more than that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll we'll move right on. <laughs> I don't want to know. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. I suppose if we could just restart the podcast, you know, probably now for those. <laughs> <laughs> just burn the tape. At, yeah, at least great. this isn't live or, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like the Do they do theirs live, do they? Yep. Sorry, bad time to ask a question, but don't yeah, worry about do. listening to this bit, people. Who just does theirs live? Adelaide does, and they get players on as well, like David McKay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so I'm definitely not getting invited onto the Adelaide podcast. In fact, I may never be invited on. The way you're going, yeah. Nah. Um, <laughs> it stumps North Melbourne up as a club, though. If Adelaide can do theirs live and have actual footballers, and the North Melbourne one's so poor that they have to bring ring-ins from other clubs. Well, that's the thing the... with the Adelaide one. I say it's live, but it's actually 10 years back in time, seeing West Horsham is actually 10 years back in time. So <laughs> technically it's 10 years old by the time they're doing it. That's a low blow. That is oh. low blow. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, nautical terms. I mean, be fair to Adelaide, you know, I mean, cold chisels only just been discovered. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They've just bought the Wham album. Jeez, what, what's going to happen when they discover the cousin version of Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nate's already made sure they found that one. Oh, oh yeah. Dear. All right, moving on, moving <laughs> like, on, moving yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Straight on to, I know this is really bad, but now we're going to talk about female teams oh. <laughs> for the next couple of years, so club discussion. So in terms of club news, there isn't a great deal, but besides North getting a provisional licence, we all remember those, don't we boys, for a women's team for the 2018 season, whilst Collingwood, Carlton and a few other clubs have gotten female licence or women's club licences. Mm. So... Only Fords, I know you've been pretty quiet, so what are your impressions of it all? Uh, so I was very happy that we'd gone for this. A um, little bit disappointed that we didn't get the licence, but wasn't unexpected. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with how they divvy up the talent for the team. So us with our standing arrangement with the university and the programs that we run through it um, have relatively decent access to talent at the moment, but whether or not that's affected because of the new the four clubs from Melbourne that have got the licence. We'll have to wait and see. It's interesting. Um, you are just saying earlier, Messenger, that Hawthorne didn't even bother to do it. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say that they were that blasé about it. I think they made a decision <laughs> that they 
weren't going to apply for a license. Um, I don't know why they've chosen. I mean, I don't know that they've shown any particular interest in women's league at all. So they've probably decided that they weren't likely to get a team, given that Collingwood, of course, always get what they want. And, um, and the Bulldogs of Melbourne have uh, been leading the way, and they obviously want to spread teams across the country as well. Yeah, but that doesn't explain Carlton getting one. Hang on, but don't forget, I mean, is Wolves... Actually, no, you're right, it doesn't either. Is the Women's League, though, going to be done like the VFL in the historical home grounds of the clubs, or is it going to be like the sort of, unfortunately, the gimmicky curtain raiser before the men's game? Because if it's it's going to be like the VFL, then, I mean, Hawthorne, you couldn't host games of football at at the current Waverley, which may be why they didn't apply for one. In fact, we're not. In fact, it's actually uh, one of the conditions of them having the ground is that they don't play competitive matches on Waverley. Um, so no, they don't, wouldn't really have a venue uh, for it. But which I guess when probably... we get down to Dingley, then you know, will be the world will be our oyster. Well, I mean, there's right. something rather ironic there, but I think it's probably best we don't go down that path. Oh. <laughs> it's been that kind of evening, mate. <laughs> you know what? I pay that. That was fabulous. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just I'm just administering badges <laughs> and bands. <laughs> um, Actually, while talking about badges, why the hell did it take me so long to get my cult of Robo, comma? Oh, I don't know. Sorry to sorry to derail the conversation once again, but you know, <laughs> why not? You've done it five times already. <laughs> no, I mean, as we said, this is now the lounge lizard presents the lounge lizard. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying... No, you got nothing? Me? No. No, hey. man's lizard had something. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, I've got the badge now, so, I mean, it means nothing. I'm just curious to know why it took a little bit longer than I would have expected to get that badge. <laughs> I would have thought I would have been... People on badges, man. Like, I used to have them when I was a mod as well, and people lose their fucking minds about these badges. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they do. I mean, when your whole life is an online internet forum, what else do you have to live for than a badge? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just give him a flog of the year once in the bay? <laughs> I was actually thinking king of the era, but I mean... <laughs> Righto, Nate, anyway, what's, what, Nate, Nate, what's been nope. happening in the VFL? Oh, can you bloody just fucking eject him from the conversation, please? He's giving me shit. Um, are we, That's are not the only thing now? that gives you the shit, but anyway. Oh, two girls. Um, what are we... <laughs> that gives you the shit when you watch that video. <laughs> you fucking nice. Anyway, um, VFL, is that where we're going? Or we yes, thank you, that? please. <laughs> this is classing this thing up. Not before, before we kick off into VFL, with the Women's League, won't it just be a competition that's run in February and March? So the whole idea of curtain raises is off the table anyway because it won't actually coincide with games. Oh, I did not know that. It's Isn't that a really, like, that's a pretty shocking time to be running competitive football at the hottest part of the year too. I know, but, I mean, these women all have full-time jobs. I saw them on 360 before we start the show and they had two of the lasses on and they said that one of the battles will be you know, when, if this progresses further, you know, will it get to a stage where people will actually give up full-time employment to to chase, you know, women's football? And I think a lot of them who play uh, actually work for themselves, you know, and, and can, can take the time off to be mm. professional footballers for three months, um, which I think is probably one of the issues you probably need to do it. I suppose, 
you know, you need to find time to do it where people probably could take the time off. I think from a footballing perspective as well, um, you'll have a whole raft of people that are just eager for any content and they will lap up something that actually means something as opposed to a practice match that won't mean a whole lot. Mm. Oh, who, who has the television rights to I would assume nothing's been announced. It's been absolutely pathetic all, all these questions are all sort of hypotheticals and none of the details have really been announced. My only one would be, well, apart from, is it going to be a curtain raiser or that, that shitty idea, but are they going to be playing midweek? Are they just going to be, have their own days? Are they going to be playing on the same days and grounds? Are they going to be playing like some competitions where they play after the so-called main competition? Um, I think there's still a lot to be announced. Is it actually definitely happening next year or is this still a pipe dream? No, this is no, all next year. I think the best way to do it would be to have games, say, at Punt Road Oval on a Saturday early afternoon, and then people could go in for a fiver or as part of the ticket to the main game. Go in and watch that game and have a, you know, have a couple of beers like suburban footy and then walk across into the MCG and watch the actual game. Not have it as a, as a curtain raiser on the MCG, but as a standalone game. That just so happens to be walking distance the MCG. I think it'd be the best way to. to I just to, think too, if they're going to play in February, they're going to have to be at night because yeah. otherwise you're going to have them playing in 35 degree heat. But that that causing the question what grounds they use because some grounds are absolutely shocking for night football. Because mm. does Arden Street doesn't have any lights in it? They don't host any. Okay. For, for do, the, do they play cricket on Arden Street in the summer? Nah, not anymore. Nah, not anymore. Not what about they play cricket at Punt Road? though, don't they? No, not anymore. I think when they, they took they took the wicket out. I'm pretty sure when we did the redevelopment. Yeah. When they redeveloped Arden Street, it was set up so they could play games there. So we haven't. They would play. They could play at Victoria Park. I don't think it's in good enough condition. They play VFL on it. Yeah. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, they play uh, VFL on it. They could play at. Because of course, I mean, Etihad. I mean, that time of year, Etihad still got the Big Bash running. You know. They could play at Wit Noble. Icon Park. Actually, that would be quite good. What was uh, that? Olympic Park? At, uh, no, um, Princess Park. Oh, Icon. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it could do. I was actually surprised about how Princess Park pulled up for that pre-season match against Testenden earlier this year. Um, I, I, I used to love like, watching football at that ground. I was ter- I thought it was terrible they took it away. Yep. But wasn't the issue, was it the actual... It was just very outdated like talking to friends down in Geelong who've said that before the Kidinia Park and before the, the government funded the Kidinia Park redevelopment that it was just you know it was so undesirable to go and you know it was it was just in a terrible state and it was in Geelong <laughs> which you know there's, is, a, there's is, an it, untapped market in the Melbourne uh, footy market for suburban footy at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon like at a, at a ground Princess Park it would get, it'd be sold at most games if they played for it. But you think that, but then wouldn't they put AFL football on at that time? That's what I mean. If they played AFL football out of Princess Park at two o'clock on a Saturday, it, that ground would be packed. From it, uh, yeah, but I mean, what was it, five years ago that the AFL moved away from the Saturday afternoon games into like the Sunday twilight ones? I actually, there must be some reason that people don't want to attend on Saturday afternoons. That's all. That's all got to do with the the TV rights. The other thing they could, that plays there plays Casey Fields, which has very little else going for it. Yeah, it's a nice, it, nice ground. It's easy to get to. Um, the problem with Princess Park, of course, is 
public transport, it's hard. And I mean, I do a lot of work out that way, and I drive past it a lot. And you really wouldn't want to drive in there. But it's probably a right. fifty-minute walk to the station. You could tram down, down, down Royal Parade, or just go to Brodie O'Reilly's and roll down Royal Parade. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, right. We'll, we'll move on to the next segment with Nate with VFL. So we're kind of already on that subject. Are we? Kinda. Um, vaguely. Vaguely. Well, anything. We'll go anything with that. Anything better than whatever. Um, before I get, and I know I'm going to forget this. So next week, and I know um, Giant Roo's already posted this. So the boys are playing against the druggies down at Avalon, <laughs> Avalon Airport. <laughs> Sorry, Essendon. I've got to be careful about that. Asterisk. Um, yeah, the Asterisk or um, James Hurd's favourite team. Um, down at Thingo, I'm pretty sure he said that'll be live on something or other. I can't be fucked looking at the moment because I'm really too tired and I might also be a little bit hungover at the moment. Um, from the game, actually, hey, um, what's your name these days? Lounge Lizard. Um, how yes. across your own teammate? How's um, your mate Liam McBean? Because he was actually pretty good for your lot and I'm just wondering, is there any chance you want to give him up and give him, give him to us? Look, if you yeah. want an outdated forward who doesn't run and has to wait till the third quarter when the game slows down naturally, then he's all yours. Uh, he has to be, he's got this hype about him that I've never quite understood. He's actually not that good a footballer. So he's like Vickery. Uh, yes, he's a skinny of Vickery. I mean, the truth is, I mean, he's, sorry? Yeah, he's just like our version of, um, sorry, your version of Aiden Kelly, that's all. Yeah, look, I mean, he's a great VFL player. But he doesn't have the tools for AFL. And everyone who goes down there, I mean, there's half an argument that he's mentally walked out of Richmond already. I know Carlton have been in his ear and, uh, I, uh, and one other club have been talking to him, but he's 10 years ago, he would have been great. But I mean, the way the game goes now, you, you can't, you know, you need the fours like what you guys have got who, who run all day, like a Peachtree or even a Ben Brown, you know, um, he, he's just not a sort of player. But, I mean, feel free to take him for pick one. <laughs> yeah, nah, we'll give you a second rounder at Liam Anthony. Um, moving on, um, <laughs> that was just really pissed not derail every discussion we have, please. Anyway, that, that'll be great. Um, Maybe. Oh, fuck, I keep losing my train of thought. Um, Kanga, where the hell am I up to? Um, nothing. VFL. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just taking a piss. Um, you're um, pretty much just starting, then you go on to Liam McBean. Yeah, no. And you asked him whether they're going to flick the bean. <laughs> that was good. Family-friendly podcast out the window. Okay, cool. We're a family. Can I just remind you, as the resident administrator on this podcast, that it's a family site? <laughs> Half this panel frequent the awkward flirting stories thread, so you've already got an issue with that. Um, well, if, I see you on poo, if I see you on poo in a bottle, you're in big trouble. <laughs> I still haven't found that thread. I'm still looking for it. No, tag me. Someone tag me, please. Um, Braden says had a great game. <laughs> Talk about me derailing the fucking podcast. <laughs> Your fucking idiot, um, mullet, uh, Ivan Marich was towed up by our project Ruckman, um, Braden Proust. I actually didn't know that Marich was playing until half time when he walked off. I didn't see, and the same with Troy Chaplin was, um, given an absolute spanking all day by Lockie Hansen and a few other others. Um, Loogie. Yeah, Hansen. Um, I mean- I mean, the problem with both those players is they can't jump. And for you guys, which is quite a very fit and, uh, you know, you, you know, you're, you've got very healthy, apart from the impact injuries you guys have had, you have very little soft tissue injuries. You guys are well drilled fitness regime. No wonder you guys run rings around our bloke. Um, 
you're talking about the seniors game. If you go and look at our injury list, you'll see that's completely at odds with what you just said. No, no, you but, guys have had the impact injuries, but you don't have many track injuries because you got, apparently you're number one club for, for stretches and fitness and taking it very seriously. You guys have had the impact injuries, but I mean, as far as the hamstrings and stuff like that. Um, we beg, I'll beg to differ on that, but okay. You know where I come from. Um, yes, yeah, so the Prue section towed up your, your favourite son, Ivan Marich. Uh, who else have I got here? Mitchell Hibbard. Hibbard? Yeah, Mitchell, sorry, Mitchell Hibbard. Um, two games in two days, really good. Um, probably the standout for me. Um, he was taking on Vickers Willis' old position, uh, which released v, uh, V-Dub up the wing a bit. Um, anyone calling for Taylor Gunn to come back straight back in is really kidding themselves. He's really coming off a number of horrible, horrible long hamstring injuries. So just give him some time. He only had a bit of a oh, maybe half game at half pace. Didn't do much. But look, let him work his way into the, into the game. Good to see a few of the boys there, Ben Brown, Sam Durden, um, McKay, McKay, and a few of the others. But, um, yeah, there's not really a whole lot to report out of a loss to a second-last Richmond BFL team, let's yeah. be honest. Well, what's there's a few criticisms of Black, but how he, he kicked, what, 1-5, and Hanson goes up there. In one quarter, he kicked three on Troy Chaplin. Like, there's nothing a bit strange there. Um, yeah, look, they weren't playing the same position. And you can also say, oh, well, I know there's been a lot of people saying, oh, well, Hanson must be a much better forward than Blackwell. It, might, it appears that way based on purely on stats, but watching the game, and I only watched the first three quarters. I left just after three-quarter time. Um, Black was, was certainly not putrid. He wasn't the best. He was um, just average, just going through the motion. He didn't have the best of delivery. Um, even going up the wing, he did not get much help at all. So... Um, he did go hunting the ball quite a bit himself, so um, I, I don't think they were playing the same role at all. Um, in terms of the other stuff, Madge, sorry, not Madge. Um, no, I forget what I just said. Um, yeah, he was just up the wing a lot more. That's all. Oh, no worries. Thanks for that. We'll move straight on to questions now, so I'll start with a few of the North-related questions. So this one's from Gasso for only forwards. To tag or not to tag, with Danger and Selwood running a muck last weekend and Sam Mitchell this weekend potentially, what strategy should we be pursuing in the absence of Ben Jacobs? What we should be doing and what I think will happen are probably two different things. Yes, I reckon that we probably need to have a run with, be it Ray, because I see him coming in for one of our injured players or with Gibbo. The likelihood is, though, we'll go head-to-head again like we did in Geelong, at least for a quarter to see where we're at. and. They'll make an assessment from there, I would have thought. Okay. Queer. Um, oh, sorry, mate. I, I'm very, very much of the opinion that in the Geelong game, we should have sent Gibbo to Dangerfield after the first quarter. 14 possessions in the first quarter. Clearly, he was... I agree. Yeah. He did line up in the last quarter, but that was already gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Anyway, we'll move on to the next question. So, Quiv, JC asks you, should we be playing Todd 5 Dicks Goldstein if that... At least three of his dicks are clearly injured. <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't. I, I think he was injured three weeks ago or something. He shouldn't have been playing this whole time. And I think there's a big reason, a big part of the reason why we went down last week. Um, play Majak. He's there. He's willing to play. Especially when Goldie's injured. We can't afford to lose Goldie for longer than needed. If you need the week off, give him the week off. Yeah. Philly Roo also asks you, can he have his membership card back, please? Maybe. <laughs> if I don't forget it on Friday, he can have it. You're going to hostage it back or not? 
cut it in little pieces and send it back piece by piece. <laughs> no, Philly's a nice guy. He did me a solid last week, so he he can have it back. Oh damn! Anyway, um, and the follow up question from Mutley Forty Five: Were you convinced Goldie started the game one hundred percent fit? No, no, he didn't. He hasn't for a few weeks. Yeah, anyway, Lounge Lizard. Now this is a question I'm constantly <coughs> inboxed about on Big Footy, so bear with me. Um, um, yes, indeed. Were you involved in any awkward flirting story which also involved Nate Seven? If not, do you have any awkward <laughs> flirting story? Seem we haven't had one for a long while for fifteen minutes. Um, uh, um, yes. Um, Nate and I, the first. Um, you actually did that there, so I don't know if you asked for a story, but you're going to get one. Um, the first. Uh, general discussion meetup that we'd organised that I'd actually actually I I'd organised um, that being me the lunches um, Nate and Quiv and I and the fresh banana I do believe and um, somebody else who's clearly not that important to me I don't remember them Botsmaster were sorry might have been Botsmaster and um, that, else. that was it no no yeah he's actually I do know him I've got him on Facebook don't delete me um, everything counts <laughs> um we were sitting at a table there in the venue, and uh, I was looking rather, rather handsome. My it was November, so I had my moustache going, and I was looking rather Freddie Mercury-esque, you know. And uh, and I was sitting there just minding my own business, and uh, this girl comes up to me and goes, "God, your dick must be huge." And I said, "That is, in- yes, that is quite true." And she didn't actually say that. What she actually said was, "God, I bet your dick is huge." No, but I was sitting there with the lads, and uh, she comes up to me and goes, I need to kiss you, because there was a dare, some hen's night dare to kiss me. So she kisses me, and the look on the other lads' face is fucking priceless, because <laughs> there I was, looking serious fuck, and this girl still came up and necked on with me. And then later in the night, Nate and I are just sitting outside, having a beer, and <laughs> you know where this is going to, and... <laughs> this group of girls comes up to us with a chocolate penis. Oh, why do I've heard and this story? No, this, 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 I've got photos for this. This is fucking hilarious. Go on. And if I remember this correctly, then saw the, us two handsome looking wrists sitting there and comes up and goes, uh, I can't remember exactly what they said, but the next thing we know, they're trying to put this chocolate penis as far down their throat as they can. And uh, I'm looking at Nate, and Nate's looking at me, and I'm thinking... Yeah, fuck it. You know, let's. Why not? Let's do more. Um, <laughs> chocolate balls. Yeah. Chocolate balls. Get to that point. That point. You know, and yeah, Nate had to do something with the chocolate balls uh, <laughs> from this chocolate cock. Yep. And and uh, and that was quite awkward because I mean I didn't even know the guy that well then. But I so thought, did you and Nate make eye contact when you doing this? Did, did we? <laughs> so it wasn't us two. It wasn't us two. No, no. Um, I that was particularly remarkable. And then there was a time I got a strange phone call from Nate at about eight thirty p.m. and he's walking to this girl's house who we oh, met on. <laughs> and uh, you know I'm being all young and innocent and naive. I took the phone call and and he's he's walking and it's windy as hell and he, he's really puffing. Like he's moving at some fucking pace, you know. And then he I hear like oh fuck, there's a fence. I don't know how to get. The girl's house is beyond this fence. And, you know, and I was like, oh, cool, all right, you know, if the cops called, then, you know, I don't know. Um, but no, and he's like, I'll call you back in a sec. And he hangs up on me, and he's clearly climbs the fence, and he rings me back. 
and he said that he slipped going over the fence and ripped his jeans and was bleeding. And uh, I um I I spoke to him and he said he was just a soldier on and and he got there in the end bleeding and torn and uh, that was a particularly remarkable. I actually um what was the what was the real point in this sentence? <laughs> oh, the part where I ripped the jeans to my bits and no. faces. Yeah, well, I've had a bit to drink tonight, so you take it from here, mate. Just well, quickly sum really. it up. <laughs> hey, hang on, are we, are we talking? Are we back on the chocolate dick story? Because I can sum up both of them. Or do you want the James story? Yeah, just story? quickly sum up both of them. <laughs> Can't put, what? Okay. I regret asking this question. So the girls, going back to the November of 2014 or 2013, it was a GD meet-up, uh, Russell Street, opposite Parliament House, and so there's girls, it was a bit of a hen's party, and... Old mate and I decided, well, we wanted the, a bit of fun because it was, you know, a bit lacking at the time. And then um, they had a few dares that they wanted us to do, and they were all very shy country girls. And one of them had um, this Oreo, what you call an Oreo dick. So it was like chocolate balls, white penis, and one of us had to suck one end until, <laughs> and the other one on the other end until it met. There's, there's that one. And then, and of course, that was great fun with photos going around. Um, that was, hang on, I got weird kiss stains on my, my face that night. Oh, yeah, yeah no, one of them kissed you with Yeah, and the other story is about ripping my jeans and then going into a um <clears throat> an encounter's house with blood pouring down the inside of my groin <laughs> and this girl wondering what the fuck I've been up to. So um yeah, I'm not not sure what the point of that story was. But, um, that's your story and I'm just gonna finish it for you. No, that's all no, I just thought I'd throw that one in for good measure. So so did either of you make it with the bride's mother? We we both tried. Right, well, as long as we know. Anyway. Well, hang on. No. Um, Liz, do you remember there was a um, that girl who looked a little bit underage? Did you ever confirm that? <laughs> Jesus, it's turning into Bombers Over Free podcast. This is just... Now, were they going to go to Manila? Um, to chase up on that. worse and worse. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that that day in particular was a... Um, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember on. anything at the beginning apart from the Dustus peroxide of hair. And okay, <laughs> moving on. Well, let's just move on, please. I don't know why I asked that. Anyway, sorry about that, messenger. We'll ask you a few things now. You don't. Oh, know. that was. I got to say that was pretty hot. And um, I was going to ask to mute, mute me out for a few minutes, but I'm ba- I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> I'm okay. Let's get on with it. We've already had a pre-show once. That's all good. Um, that's it. First two questions, you don't have to answer these two if you don't want to, but firstly, Jordan Lewis has been cited seven times against North Melbourne. Does he have North-related issues to work out? I don't think he does. I think he's just misunderstood, uh, generally, a bit like Hodgie. Uh, But no, I don't think he has any particular North, anti-North sentiment in his bones, no. You'd be angry when you found that bold spot, though, wouldn't you? And you have to take it out on someone. He's nobody. I don't think anybody's told him. <laughs> Hasn't watched he can't, really. he can't see it. Oh, jeez. In a follow-up question, would you deem it fair if we brought in Magic Door purely for the purpose of fairly lining up Jordan Lewis? Oh, I can't, that, that's an outrageous question. <laughs> I, I, I'd welcome you introducing Magic Door and then having him play in the back line. That'd be fabulous. But for vo- acts of violence, no, I don't think that would be right or proper. All right, fair enough. Good answer. Now on to the real questions. What type oh. of? Oh, I know. What? What the hell oh, is that? Um, <laughs> you can ask me about podcast. I, I have never been on a night out, by the way. So I don't think to add to that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Question. What style of football do you expect on Friday night? 
Uh, I think that North Melbourne will try and push the tempo. I think they'll probably try and expose Hawthorne for pace through the middle. And I think you will see Hawthorne do their usual uh, precision precision kicking and ball control style. But I think I would expect North to try and push it. They'll be looking to try and create some space for the um, for the tall forwards. So a bit of scoring at both ends, you reckon? Yeah, maybe. I think not for... Yeah, look, I, th- I would think that's more likely than uh, a Dower Ross Lyon type of... Hi, uncles, by the way. Aren't you Ross, though? <laughs> no, not me. No, not me. No. <laughs> who are you who, who asked that? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you work for? Anyway, yes. Anyway, <laughs> so what has gone right and what has gone wrong for Hawthorne this year? Well, what's gone right is that when we've had some close games, when we've had games where we haven't played our best, we have managed to produce just enough football of good quality to get us over the line against good teams. And we had that stint earlier in the season where we won three consecutive games by three points and we beat some pretty good quality teams in Adelaide and the Bulldogs. Um, And we pulled it out of the fire against St Kilda down in Tasmania. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And, you know, we've had good showing against... um, We've managed to produce just enough football to beat, beat teams around us. But... Other than that, we've been reasonably injury-free with a couple of fairly notable exceptions. Um, but, but by and large, I think we've we've been lucky more than anything. Um, so I'm going to ask... Make it, sorry. Just make a serious point on the Hawthorne so far this year for a change. Um, I think one of the big things has changed the game for you this year, and I think it's probably been inevitable, respective if you'd retired or not, was actually David Helm moving on. You guys, apart from um, Segler hasn't played a lot, um, apart from McAvoy, and you've got this new kid in who played last week. I feel that you guys are, especially not having Mitchell out and Hodge out as well, mm. uh, um, you guys are losing it from the centre, and where you guys were so dominant was clear, matching it in hit-outs and having a very good midfield um, who could clear it quickly from the contest, and you then use your precision kicking and, and the keeping off um, approach. And I feel like this year that you guys are, Struggling from the unpredictability out at the centre. Um, yeah, I think that's would fair. You agree no, no, I think that's fair. I mean, look, Hale, Hale certainly was as much as we had Tap Ruckman. I mean, we don't have anybody of say the class of, of Todd Goldstein, but um, Hale was probably the best of the Tap Ruckman we had, and and certainly having particularly Mitchell in the middle always helps with contested ball, and our contested ball numbers down are down quite a lot this but what we are doing is winning is is still able to control the ball outside of those contests and in general play but yeah look it's certainly an issue Segler and McAvoy's main virtues are that they're extremely good runners um, they don't need to come off the ground very often um, and they are generally good marks in general play so they are able to get around the ground, they're able to be link players, particularly Segler. Um, but what they, they do lack is that, that outright sort of hit-out power around the contests and, and in the centre. I think that's North Key's beating guys on the weekend. Is they've got to win the clearance in and under first and then move it very quickly out to try and get the break um, and get it deep, deep into the forward line and hope that the, the height of the North Melbourne forward line can, can find a bit of form, especially for weight recently. 
um, and try and sort of really stand up to your underside defence. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think and, if, if the ball gets out and, and and it becomes a running game or an uncontested game, the North will be carved up like we saw last. Um, but I think for them to win it, they really need to win the in and under. I think that's why it's so important that Goldstein does play. Look, having said that, I mean, the contested ball stats uh, and the clearance stats are against us most weeks. Essendon beat us in the contested ball stats on Friday night, and they lost by 18 goals. So I, I don't know if it's really indicative of a lot. Certainly, certainly that size of forward line theory poses issues, but it's it's been a go-to play against Hawthorne for a while that you, you stack it up with height. I mean, that's probably... As a group of three tall forwards, that's probably the most competent group we've come up and up against in a while. It certainly um, beats any of the combinations that included Jesse White in them when he played for Sydney. <laughs> Just my gratuitous Jesse White reference for the night. Um, sorry, now I've lost my bloody train of thought. No worries, we'll move on. Yep. I actually don't think North should say. go shorter. I think that we should drop one of our tools. I don't think that the three of them are holding up their end of the bargain at the moment, and we'd be better off going with two legit tools and Mason forward as our third tool. Oh, he's dropped weights, given his run in the last couple of weeks. He's injured, so he's managing something, probably. It is probably him that got the rest. This is just my opinion, of course. Yeah. He's overdue to be suspended, too, so <laughs> if you drop him now. Doesn't yeah. wear the right colour blue to get suspended. Yeah, uh, that's true. Fair enough. We'll move on to the next question. So basically, in terms of mature age players, like the more older ones, say your Lewis's, your Mitchells, your Bruce, who yeah. has impressed you the most this year at Hawthorne? Oh, I think Shaw Burgoyne impresses me every year. I mean, he's you'd think he was 27, 26, and to think that when we recruited him, we were basically told he had 18 months of football left and He's given us uh, 150 games and, and been involved in three flags. So um, he, he's he been tremendously impressive. Josh Gibson's having another very good year, probably not his top shelf, but still very good year in, in, a, in a team where a lot of guys have plateaued. Um, I'd say Gibson and, and Burgoyne have been the standouts. All right. So here are the youngsters, say, your Sicily types, Sicily types, sorry. Um, look, from the young guys, I mean, they, they've had a, a group of those go through now, more by probably necessity than anything else. Obviously, Roughhead's going to miss a prolonged amount of time. Um, and Ryan Showmakers has been unavailable for, I think he's, this will be about his eighth or ninth week out. And I gather he's, got, he's at least another month away. Um, but certainly the guy I have the, mo- the highest hopes for is Daniel Howe. He probably hasn't had as good a run in the seniors as, as, as we'd hoped. Um, Billy Hartung's probably plateaued after a good season in 2015. Um, Sicily's shown a little bit, um, and I think Tim O'Brien is a guy who is he's probably his best football sort of in, uh, in 17, 18, 19, um, rather than this year. But probably Dan Howe of this year is probably the guy I've, I've got the highest hopes for. Sorry? I'm not sure if he's just dropped found, yet. Uh, O'Brien. I found O'Brien to be... Oh, oh hello? hello? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. So, oh, um, I was just saying that um, I've actually thought O'Brien's played like a very good year so far. Um, he's had his moments where he's looked lost a bit in, in the game plan, but you can definitely see why you guys are persisting with him. And I think, you know, even in t- if he gets a bit... He seems to have got a bit of confidence at the moment, and... Uh, 
you know, he just he bobs it up at the right time if it's back line or forward line at the moment. Yeah, his his timing and his marking is very good, and I think that helps make up for the fact that he's not a particularly big guy in terms of in terms of you know muscle mass. The interesting thing about O'Brien is he he must have been the Hawthorne player to, to be the quickest to ever get a contract extension, and uh, he got drafted in in November, and Hawthorne offered him an extension by June of the following year. And and I think that says two things: is one that they could see that he was that he was going to be a very good player, but also they knew he was going to be a project and he wasn't going to be ready in that sort of first two years. But they they actually extended his contract within six months of drafting him, so which I thought was a a really good um, really good uh, vote of confidence in him. The other one we won't see this year is Ryan Burton, who was uh, drafted last year. He played a couple of games in the VFL and he'd come from a fairly severe broken leg and they, they got him fit. He played a little bit in the VFL and then they sent him off to surgery getting the screws taken out of his legs but um, he's recuperating very well as well and I think he might play some VFL later this year. No worries. Well, move straight on to the review of the Geelong game with North. So feel free to tune out for a little while, Messenger. So we're going to talk about Geelong? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, so there was a game that I'd rather forget to watch. I only watched two or three quarters and I just went, nah, done. Finito. Um, I could tell as soon as we got the injuries, we were pretty much stuffed. So, like, it stuffed our clearance structures. They just waltzed out. Like, we let guys like Blitzcarves and Buddy Mackie and all that just stroll through the centre clearance area like nothing. So, it wasn't a great game by us. So, what did you take out of it? Only forwards, if anything. Um, so the one thing that I've said on the board a, mo- a few times is that we had an opportunity to throw things about, and I really think that that's the only way we would have been able to cobble together a win would have been to have moved blokes about outside of their normal roles because we were so many players down that play such major roles for us. So you know, moving Luke or Atley or even um, McKenzie into the middle for a bit perhaps might have had some sort of effect, but there is the robbing Peter to pay Paul argument there that you move them out of the back line and expose when the ball does get out. Mm, Boomer was good. Boomer was good. Kicked four goals. Enjoyed that. But other than that, not a lot. That wasn't a great game. Did you take anything out of it, Quiz? No, not really. Um, other than Mad should have played, Goldstein shouldn't have. Um, other than that, I anything... Any change would have been good. Um, throwing players around, putting somebody on that number 35. Um, <laughs> we could have tried anything, but we didn't try anything from where I was sitting. Um, so, yeah, I didn't take anything out of that other than Brad Scott really just sat there last week, which was quite annoying. Well, we did, at times, I saw Thomas and Mullet Wells in the clearance area. That was taking the piss. Lindsay yeah, lined up in the back line at one stage and ran yeah, through the centre. Third quarter, I saw that. Yeah. I was... um. Watching on the TV at the ground at that stage, I was having a chat. But um, yeah, I did see that coming across on the TV, starting on the third half back line. Yep. Anyway, so there's not much we can talk about the review because the facts were we were heavily injured, we didn't play well. That's all we can really take out of it that we didn't change enough. So the other thing that I take out of it is, geez, Geelong supporters are a little bit soft. I mean, when in that second quarter, when Boomer got in on his run and, and kicked those goals, I yelled out Boomer a few times, and the bloke in front of me that was a Geelong supporter turned and asked the woman beside me whether she was all right. I, I, what? I, I, I shit you not. They asked, he inquired about her welfare because she was sitting next to me, and I was doing just cheering for my team. 
That's incredible. Sounds like something with the messenger to chime in. What, what, what? What? <laughs> so I was, I, 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 we're doing I, so I, well with it for like half now. <laughs> it's kind of a half and half. Anyway. Oh, okay. Don't, don't want to message you. you, you I, I had the cue for you to come in there with a really clever comment and you bollocks it up. So. Oh, we couldn't hear you. <laughs> we, I, 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 I couldn't hear you. <laughs> don't worry, if I was mod, this would never have happened. No, that's right. I yeah. thought you said you were a moderator. No, no, it took take some time to get the process through. We have to um, uh, has to pass a vote in the Senate. So Jesus, Senate, yes. the Galactic Senate. But second, an empire and a chief will be right. Anyway, we'll move on to the. <laughs> <laughs> that was very gilish. <laughs> well, have you heard? Have you ever heard chief speak? Yeah, I can, I can chop chop. <laughs> Hello, kitties. How how are we? It's pretty close. Uh, anyway, I we'll... think we'll all be uh, banned from Big Footy by the time he hears this. That's why he doesn't listen to the North one. No one does. <laughs> I, I have nothing but nice things to say about the Chief. <laughs> I, I, for one, welcome our overlord. <laughs> In so comparison, what happens, if he, what happens if he retires? Does he pass on that Chief name to the new guy? I've, 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 I genuinely He's like always... the fourth Chief. Yeah, I don't know. That's a very good question. It's a very good question. I, I've always wondered ever since I first arrived on the forum. <laughs> Just just remember that if you really want it, you won't get it. <laughs> so I just directly have... message him and say, can I be a chief? <laughs> you know yes, what? Just you should do that. that. No, no, you should absolutely do that. I will. Screenshot some photos of that. Listen, I, allow me. I would even I would even write your CV up, your big footy CV, and send it to him. He yeah. would love that. He loves getting mail from mail from his um uh, storing fans. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, he loves it. All right, we'll move on. We get getting off topic. This <laughs> is the most fun I've ever had on one. It's about my fifth one I've been a part That's of, and this has definitely been the funnest. Absolutely. If we haven't spoken more, what, twenty five minutes of football. Yeah, about that. 20 minutes, maybe, if we're lucky. So we'll add on another 10 minutes here, and we'll finish up with the preview. So in terms of the preview quiz, um, basically, who do you see as the key matchups, just as a general thing? I know you don't have the list in front of you, the squads in front of you, but... I've got nothing. Um, as always, with us, the Ruck is a big, big matchup. We rely on getting the taps, or at least being able to read where they're going. So um, that's always going to be a good duel, depending on who's playing. Hopefully, Madge. Um, another key matchup, or not really matchups, but as a whole, our big tools need to get into some form. So if we can expose Hawthorne's smaller backline, they're a bit quicker, but they're smaller, that'd be um, a long way, a lot big help. Yeah. Um I've got a few matchups because we've been discussing Hawthorne's small forwards because that's where they typically get a lot of their goals from. Is that fair to say, Messenger? I think that's very fair to say, given that uh, Jack Gunston's basically the tallest guy in the forward line, oh, apart from O'Brien. Gunston's the leading goal kicker at the moment. Yeah. Oh, he's having, have you seen his year? Uh, I think he's been very good. I mean, he's he's kicked. What's he kicked now? I think he's got 34 or something along so those lines. That's a good year for him. Well, that's a good year. I mean, I think if for somebody like that, sort of a medium-sized guy who plays tall, if you could get, you know, he's probably on target to get 60. I think that's that's a pretty good year for a key forward these days. Yeah. Um, in terms of matchups, um, we've been debating this on the North Ball between Thompson and Tarrant. What would you 
do if you're an opposition for um, coach in terms of Gunston? Who will best match up on him? Oh, I guess the question is, do you think Thompson's mobile enough? Because you've always got the option of playing Thompson on O'Brien, if you think. But yeah. I, I would tend to think Tarrant would should go to Gunston and and um, and uh, Thompson should go to O'Brien. Yeah, well, that's the way we were kind of leaning towards yeah. the board. We also had Atley on Rioli because Rioli's just that damn quick. If Atley plays, he trained with the rehab group today. Yeah, I'm afraid that we have him because I don't trust Malt's speed at the moment. He can barely get a jog Malt. Um, I reckon they've keyed up Luke to have some big role on a on a forward, so I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Cyril. Yeah, Maybe. I had him going to Bruce. I had J-Mac on a surprise matchup on Poppy and Spud on Sicily. So I bet that J-Mac on Poppy, on that's going to be a bit dangerous. Uh, or you like it. No, I don't mind it. I guess the thing about Popolo is that, you know, he, he does have a bit of a, a, a game above his head, if you can believe that, for somebody who's about... Oh, he's a very good three. mark. No, he's a good mark. Um, I tend to think the, the Sicily matchup you were talking about with Ferrito sounds pretty good. The thing with Cyril, too, is if he he'll just drag him up the ground if he needs to. Like, he'll end up... He'll find himself standing in the centre square. So, you know, that that's the other thing about Cyril is that you, you sort of, if you bank on trying to play him close to goal, you end up running around on a wing after him. Because so. that's what some people, some players have been doing to Atlet this year. Early on in the year, they used to drag him up the field a bit. Cause oh, he, he, he does it all to, he'll just, he'll just go wherever he wants. And, you know, you'll, you'll start in the forward pocket. And yeah, as I say, before you know it, you'll be contesting out in the wing with him. So, and for Atley, that may not be such a bad thing because he's got the pace. But, but, um, yeah, Cyril reads the game a little bit differently. Uh, only forwards, you got anything to add on how the match is going to play out? Um, not really. It's going to be very interesting to see whether Goldie gets up. And it'll be, I'm quite interested to see what our response is because last time we played Hawthorne, they were very physical. And so they came out and showed that they were the big dogs. So I'd like us to take a bit of a stand there and not be pushed around. That's good. Anything else to add, fellas, before we finish up? No. No, no. no. I mean, I I think most of it's been, unless you guys, uh, I, I, I'd leave the room for a minute, but unless you guys were saying, um, just about the, the contested game, given that both midfields are quite, uh, injury depleted at the moment, who actually thinks has got the stronger of the week and midfields coming in? Well, apparently Mitchell, is Mitchell returning this week, Messenger? Yes. Yeah, hey, um, hey. that puts it in your favour quite distinctly. Do are you a bit worried about this back injury that's flared up a couple of times this year? Um, well, look, yes and no. I, I think, if we weren't playing a top team, I think Mitchell might have um, been rested because we've got Gold Coast the following week and then we've got a bye. And so they might have taken the opportunity to give him sell, give him a block of three weeks. As it, I would imagine he'll play North, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he didn't play for the two weeks after that because once the bye's over, we've got a fairly, um, fairly tough draw for... <laughs> The next couple, the couple of weeks after that, we got back to back into state road trips. So, um, yeah, I think he's only playing because it's a, you know, one of the better teams. Okay, right. I will finish up there, guys. Um, I'd like to thank Nate Seven, Quiv, Only Fords, and the Lounge Lizard for jumping on. Thank you, guys. Cheers. No worries. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Good to have you on. And I'd like to thank Messenger for coming onto the show and adding some valuable input. Uh, and and look, you know what? I've I've enjoyed it. It's been a 
a wonderful experience and and um and, and frankly I'm I'm touched and probably got some material for, for later. No uh, it's also been really good having you in here as well, Ross, because normally our celebrity <laughs> our celebrity guest is Hamish McLaughlin. Yeah. Who sometimes poses as Philly Roo. Yeah. Um, so it's been really nice to have you come in here, Ross. No, no, and, look, uh, it's been it's been great. And do you um, think you get five back soon, or out, definitely? Oh, out look, for I, I don't know. I, I might have to roll over and ask you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, I think the thing is too, when you're two ten, that you have to look at uh, other opportunities. And I'm certainly this is the start of a great media career for me. I no, I definitely think you guys are still a chance here. If you don't lose another game for the rest of the year, you will be premiers. Oh, look, if we don't, that's right. If we, I think you know the opportunity to finish twelfth or thirteenth is really too good to refuse. <laughs> right, oh, guys, please. And for anyone who's listened to this podcast, I'm really sorry that I've ruined like an hour of your life that you will never get back. An hour and a half, thank you. And just because I, I don't think I'll ever be invited back on. Um, I sense a lack of sincerity in your apology. <laughs> and thank you for listening, guys. Have a good weekend.